Hey everyone, it's Allie. Welcome back to the Feeling Good Sometimes podcast. Hi everyone, it's Allie. Welcome back. In today's episode, I chat with Lauren Taylor, who is a content creator, an author, also starting up a new media business, and is overall such an amazing human. I had such a fun time uh, chatting with her in this conversation. And I think you're going to really love this episode and find something that you can apply to your life. She talks a lot about how you can use your voice and how you can kind of step outside of the norm when it comes to living your life, but also living it for yourself and for yourself only. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And without further ado, here's Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Welcome to the Feeling Good Sometimes podcast. I am so excited that you're here. Hi, Allie. I'm so excited to be here. This is just so thrilling. And can I just tell you, I love the name of this podcast so much. I was like, oh my goodness, this is just not the most magical name ever. I know. I When I was like trying to come up with the name, like originally I wanted it to be something else. And then I saw that it was taken and I was like, oh, dang it. And then I came up with this and I just thought it was like so perfect because it's like my like tribute to letting people know that it's okay to not be okay. And like no one feels good all the time. And we need to stop like promoting that whole like you have to feel like this and that to feel good but anyway we start every episode with asking you how you're feeling so how are you feeling today I'm feeling okay I I think that I have my uh my feet and so my feet my hands everything and so many things right now Mm -hmm. and so I feel a bit um a bit like unearthed like I I feel like you know when you do have so many things going on and you're kind of just trying to juggle or grab at everything and you're just like oh my gosh I just need to feel grounded like I just Mm want to feel like you know I'm I'm not being pulled everywhere I also equate it to because I have to put in a a Disney reference but I equate it to Moana when she's like in the ocean and just the waves are kind of just like crashing constantly you're she's just trying to kind of fight through so I feel I'm also in a bit of that as well too where I'm just like okay like I'm just trying to get to the other side I'm trying to find kind of that inner peace and um, I've been going through a transitional period so much change and so I'm just like you know what I'm gonna just ride the wave and that's how that's the long-winded answer but that's how I'm feeling (laughs) awesome I feel like a lot of people will be able to relate to that Um, so why don't we dive in a little bit into like what's going on so what are all these changes and if people don't necessarily know you from social media what what do you do with your time like what do your days look like yeah so um for those who don't know me I I do all sorts of things <laughs> I'm <laughs> um, first and foremost uh I just I love to kind of call myself a hype woman self-love advocate I'm yeah. very much all about uh you know community and and friendship and really just wanting to encourage women to embrace who they are and that's something that I have personally um, struggled with and just struggled with vulnerability and just really being in tune into who I am and, and who I want to be. And so um, I've kind of turned that into sharing my own self-love journey online mm-hmm. and then um, hopefully encouraging others through my content. So being a content creator, I'm also a self-published author. Mm-hmm. I just wrote my first children's book. Um, you're called Your Voice Matters. And um, now currently 
um, with content creating and I'm, I'm also working on a new book. I'm also starting a, uh, a media company with two of my friends um, okay. who are also Canadians, Kelly and Brittany. Um, and we, it's called Hello Bloom. And it's all about um, focusing in on um, diversity and inclusivity and um, really making sure that, you know, in media, women feel seen and heard and represented because I think that we need more of that, especially in brands. Like I would want women to go to a brand and say, oh my gosh, like I see myself in this brand because Mm -hmm. I love this brand so much, right? So um, we're focusing on campaigns and events and um, education around that, which is going to be super cool. And that's launching here soon. So yeah, a lot of like exciting projects. And I feel like my heart, again, is just always into um, what I want my legacy to be, which is um, just making other people feel inspired and, and feel that they can also you know, do anything. And um, in my personal life, I just moved back to my hometown and mm-hmm. uh, my hometown is very much like if anyone's ever watched Gilmore Girls, it's kind of has that stars hollow type mm-hmm. of feel. And, uh, you know, we have seasons here over on the East Coast, which is amazing. And um, it's it's interesting. I mean, I haven't been back here in years. I'm like back in my childhood bedroom over on my TikTok. I'm doing a series where I'm redoing my childhood bedroom. And so that's been fun. Um, but it's, yeah, it's being back, but in, in the back in a completely different way. And then um, I'm also newly single. I haven't been single since I was 18. So like that okay. is also, yeah, like that's like navigating that. And then, uh, yeah, again, just going back, I think this is really the first time in my life where I've, I've been back home by myself. I'm not really necessarily focusing on anybody else because my my wonderful dad and my little sister are totally self-sufficient. So it's like, yeah. this is really kind of a me era. And I'm like, what the heck do I do with this? Yeah. <laughs> like, just really, you know, focusing on myself, like what, you know, so navigating all those things. And I, um, I turned 30 on 2 I know, right? It's so cool. So it's yeah, like angel numbers. Just, Universe has exactly. got you somehow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I'm just like, what is around the corner? Because I feel like that something is manifesting, something is coming in. I mean, maybe I'll just be wonderfully surprised. And yeah, then, then here we are. I know. Oh my gosh, so much going on. Um, <laughs> so what what made you decide to move back home? Mm. Well, for one, I didn't really know where I wanted to live and where I wanted to go. I okay. think anytime you have like either an ending of a relationship, a big shift in your life. Mm-hmm. I often gravitate towards my family. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, it's almost like life gets a little bit too real. You know, mm-hmm. like you just, you're like, I don't know what's next for you to do here. I don't want to make the wrong move. If there, and I, I try to remind myself, there's really no wrong move. If you make a move, that's just the move. But I just felt like, okay, I need to be surrounded by family right now. I need to just kind of reevaluate like what I really want out of life and where I really want to be. And I think anytime that you do move there, move somewhere, I've lived in Texas, San Francisco, Florida, like all sorts of places. And I think for me, the one thing that I realized when I, wherever I do move next, I want it to feel as homey and welcoming as possible. And especially needing like such a people person, like I want to really have a strong community where I, wherever I want to move. And so now not 
having necessarily any other things that would uh, make me have to move somewhere. Like I, I work remotely in the whole bit. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, okay, I just want some time to think about like, where do I want to be? Like, what does this look like? And I think that is truly such a luxury to have, to be able to actually have a choice sometimes in where we want to be mm-hmm. in life and moving and career and everything. Cause sometimes depending on the factors in your life, we don't necessarily have a choice. We have to just adapt to whatever mm-hmm. we're going through. So yeah. I, I really wanted to be, uh, be considerate of that. And then also be able to take advantage of this time right now that I am just, you know, by myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. I know it's such it's so hard to figure out like where you want to live and all those places when you're, especially when you're going through like all these changes. Like I moved back home. I don't know how long ago now, like 2016 maybe. And I'm still living at home, but it's just like, I just, uh, yeah. But, um, okay. So you've moved back home. You have this other business on the go. Um, you're also like heavy in content creation. You just published a book. So tell me more about the book. Like what made you decide to write a book? What was that process like? How's that been? Oh my gosh. Well, well, and first off, I do want to say in moving back home quickly before we touch on the book, have you found it to be like grounding or have you found it to be just kind of like so like super weird you feel like you're going to move one day because I feel like I often have my feelings in both sometimes or one or the other depending on the day. Mm -hmm. So at first I found it really really hard because I went from like being away for school um, and then living on my own and now I'm back home like living with my parents and At first, I was like, oh my God, this is terrible. Like, I feel like I'm moving, I almost felt like I was moving backwards in life. And I still sometimes feel like I'm like really far behind. Like, I should be living on my own. Like, I should be living with a partner, like all these things. Like, I'm turning 30 next year. I have to get out of the house by, by the time I turn 30. But, like, honestly, <laughs> the way that the economy has changed and like, life is expensive. Living on your own is really expensive. Like not many people are doing it. Um, And I think it's so easy for us to get stuck in like the comparison trap as well. Like we also growing up, I don't know if you also felt this, like by the time you hit 30, you're supposed to have like the house, the partner, maybe a kid, all those things, you know? And then now that, I mean, you're 30, I'm 29. It's like getting to that age. It's like, okay, but no, you don't need that. And it's just like society has kind of, you know, culture has made it look like we need all these things to have the quote unquote perfect life or be put together or be happy. But I think once you do a lot of work on yourself, you realize that those external measures are not necessarily what makes you happy. Um, But I don't know where I'm going to go next. Like, Eventually, I want to move out of my parents' house and and have my own space. But um, I'm just kind of like realizing that if I get that, I don't think that's going to be like the thing that's going to like change my life and make me feel like the happiest and everything like that. Like you can't wait for those moments to be like, okay, now I'm good, you know? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy that you shared that because I think so many people can relate to mm-hmm. that and you you there's so many golden nuggets in there and I think one of the things that stood out to me is that society does put 
so much pressure on certain things. And like you said, the house, the kids, the perfect white picket fence, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And I, I often laugh at that because <laughs> it's like, as human beings, as we're experiencing life and, you know, as far as we know, we get this one chance at it. Maybe we come back as trees, who knows? But like, <laughs> as far as we know, this is our one life. And I'm like, I, I don't want to live it for society. Like I want to mm-hmm. live it for myself in the best way that I can. And I want to, and, 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 and I want to do it how I want to do it. And so I think, um, yeah, I've often tried to go against the grain, even as a kid, I was like, no, like mm-hmm. I want to do it <laughs> the mm-hmm. way that I want to do it. Because I think at the end of the day, like that should be our choice and how we want to live our lives. And and in, in terms of how things look is also, you know, something I used to worry about so much, but mm-hmm. you know, people, it's so funny because people, they really are only thinking about like themselves and how they're looking versus how someone else is looking. It's like that wow. if we were to look, you know, right, like walk into a crowded room, I bet you anything, most of those people wouldn't even know that they're just, like, focusing, hyper-focusing on like what's going on with them. So it's like, mm-hmm. let's just like live the life that we want to live and. And also it's, I think before, probably a while ago, I mean, it used to be where people would stay with their families in home for like a long time until marriage, until whatever. So it's like, you know, we've done that before. And I, I think that it's, um, it's such a blessing to be able to have somewhere to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, but obviously it's going to have its, its own, so, you know, tough things and living with parents, being an adult and a mm-hmm. whole bit, but. I think at the end of the day, it's like, this is, this is all part of our story and journey. And I always in the shower, I'm always like having conversations with Oprah or like, you know, whomever <laughs> and on my like Hollywood story. <laughs> I and love I, it. <laughs> you know what? This is the part of the story that I'm going to remember that I'm going to talk about. I'm going to laugh about because I just know that um, in my trajectory of my life that all the things that I, I want to do because I, I feel like we don't have dreams just to have dreams like mm-hmm. those are things that we really are capable of doing so it's like I know I'm going to talk about this and it's going to be part of my story and it's going to be needed because I'm going to remember this and how this felt and then when I do hit that success or, or whatever that looks like to me I will um, have that appreciation and that gratitude for that right because I mean mm-hmm. I just think if things are just even though we would like things to be given to us sometimes, we're not going to appreciate it. We're not mm-hmm. going to be as grateful for it. We're not going to like really sink our teeth into it and have that drive if we don't, uh, you know, go through all the tough things. So yeah, mm-hmm. but, I, but I love that you touched on that because I think, again, it's just a thousand percent all praise hands relate, like, you know, preach because this is truly how we all feel. Yeah, it's very much that we we are so concerned about what other people think about us, but yet everyone's the same, right? Everyone is so concerned about what other people are thinking about us. So we're like so consumed about ourselves, but yet we just like care too much. It's, I know, I just wish like as humans, we weren't like that, but we're just so conditioned to care too much. And it's that, that same thing of like, there's almost like the shame developed around like as you get older, you shouldn't be living at home. And it's kind of like 
who cares? Like, why does it even matter? Like so many people live at home for different reasons. Like you're, people are saving money or it's, but it's the whole, like you go away to school. And then when you come back or if you come back home, like a lot of people tend to come back home now because life's expensive. But before it was like, no, like you have to get a job, right. When you're done school Mm -hmm. and then follow those steps. But we're kind of living in a different era now where like, our age group and the age group below us aren't necessarily doing those like nine to five jobs, like working for the government, the 401k. A lot of people are stepping outside of the norm and starting their own business, being a content creator, doing jobs like that, which are typically have more either shame to them or a lot of judgment. And then also people look at them as like a luxury to have a job like that. And almost like, well, you're not doing, you don't have a real job. It's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so, it's so interesting to me again, because going back into the comparison and I, you know, I, I never, something in my family that we say all the time when we're expressing our feelings um, or if we're feeling hurt about something, they like don't compare pain to pain. Don't compare perspectives to perspectives because it's mm. like everybody we're all experiencing uh, at a different uh, perspective and time and walk of life and all those things. Like we're never, I don't, you know, I don't think that we're ever gonna see certain things or experience certain things the same. And that's why I think always, you know, move in love where if you have someone who's a firefighter, you have someone who's a content creator, there's no way in heck I'm going to compare a firefighter to a content creator mm-hmm. um, because it also too, like a firefighter, they save lives. A content creator, they could have saved a life from someone watching their content and like maybe they were like, oh my gosh, this sparked like inspiration for me mm-hmm. to continue my life. You never know. But like they are completely two different things. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, it just, you cannot, you can't compare it. You And I think people tend to compare because it's like, let me, it's almost like maybe we're trying to prove okay, I'm doing this. So I'm proving my value in this. I'm proving mm-hmm. whatever, but I'm like, I don't, the only value or I guess proof or proof that we matter and everything I feel like should come from within. It's like, I don't, I wouldn't want somebody or have to lean on somebody else to prove that I, I belong, that I matter, I have value or anything like that beyond a career or beyond my, um, of like who I am and I think that's also kind of unfortunately I feel like the world that we live in where we're uh subconsciously kind of seeking this this approval and Mm -hmm. we're um or we're even or also having other people think that they um have that allowance to give that approval of like oh if you belong here you don't belong here and that can go anywhere from career to race to like all sorts of things um and so yeah I just that's like not a world that I like I refuse to live in that world (laughs) Uh at all um and I think in relating it back to my book um, and yeah and so I created children's book it's called your voice matters and I think that's one of the things I feel like kind of stands like so I for extra context I grew up in a predominantly white school it was a, a private Christian school um, most of the time I had a pretty good experience, but there, I think it was, it was such a kind of a, 
manipulating sort of world to navigate because mm-hmm. I think that um, I, I remember I went back home um, for Thanksgiving. We went to go visit family and all my cousins would be making fun of me because they were saying that I wasn't uh, black enough. Uh, that was kind of a term they coined. And then, but then in my predominantly white school and private Christian school, if I shared any sort of abonics or anything to kind of remind them that I was black or I had black culture or anything like that. It was like teasing out the wazoo. And I, I think my dad, he always had the mindset of, okay, let me tease you. So you have these quick whips back. So you don't get teased or anything. And that helped. But I think over the course of time, I just, I knew how to um, put on a face right? Like I knew how to kind of show up and, and put, people often call it like a customer service voice, mm. right? Where it's just like you, you have your wall up, you have your shield up. It's like, okay, you're, you're not going to get at me or take away my value or take away anything. And let me just give you kind of like this fake voice. I also equate it to if you had a Barbie doll and you cut off her hair, like I did, and you just completely just like mm-hmm. <laughs> messed with her, but she kept smiling anyways. Cause I mean, it's the doll. So it's like, I kind of had that same mindset in terms of when I share my voice or when I show up and everything, I'm going to just smile no matter what. And no one's going to really know that anything is affecting me. And so that kind of seeped into so many things, friendships, relationships, my life. And I truly felt like I lost who I was. I lost my voice. I didn't really know what necessarily to have, like how to identify that. And I remember mm-hmm. my first campaign was um, a really prominent brand. And it was my first time modeling and um, also being the only black woman there. And I remember after we had to do like a commercial and interviews and I remember seeing comments after that, it was such a backlash because uh, people were saying that I was another coin term, which is a Valley girl, which is basically um, like, if you see a black woman who supposedly is speaking like a white woman, which is supposed to equate to like properly. And uh, they were saying um, how I was trying to be like a white girl and just all this stuff. And again, it just tapped into that kind of lost identity of like, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't even share my voice because apparently my voice is not matching what I'm looking like. And I, I don't know who said this quote, it was on TikTok, but it was, it was something to the point of people tend, whatever they experience first, right? So like as a black woman, maybe people experience the color of my skin first, or maybe they first experience my voice, or maybe they first experience the fact that I'm a woman or whatever it is. And then they tend to put that into their own subconscious stereotypes of what that is. Mm -hmm. And then they'll tend to shape you and everything like that before they get to know you. And then if they do get to know you, if they are a good person, then it's like, you can, you know, they're, you're overcoming those stereotypes and different things. But that was something that I was realizing where like people were, certain people were experiencing me at this level of, okay, I see you as a black woman, but hearing you speak, how are you carry yourself? what you do online, they were equating that to, oh, well, only white women would be able to do that, or only certain types of women would be able to do that. And you're not fitting the norm, you're not fitting the stereotype or whatever they've made that out to be. And so go after going through that, and uh, feeling that loss of my voice, feeling that loss of identity, I think as I got older, I and got more involved into content creating the digital space, I was like, okay, like, 
I really have to like do some self-discovery here because I can't allow other people's um, opinions of what I do then seep into like who I am. And um, I remember I was like at the lowest point ever. And I went to my aunt's house. My aunt has this beautiful home. And it's like um, something out of a storybook. And I just kind of sat and just wrote out different ideas and things. And it was almost like my inner child was coming out in a way, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I just think that with our inner child, I mean, that's really where you tap into like the things of, um, of, of who you are and, and, and what also things that you've gone through, things that have bothered you, maybe still bother you and the whole bit. And I just, again, just the voice coming up and coming up, something that I realized was like, you know what, like if I was speaking back to her or speaking back to any child, I would say, you know, actually, like it really doesn't matter what your voice sounds like, what your voice is like, like it's so powerful. Like everything that you want to say in this world, what you say to people, like that part is so powerful. And that's what really matters at the end of the day is like what we're saying, how we're saying it. And I think that's really what stemmed from this book where you follow these uh, kids at camp, which I never got to go to camp. So I was like, okay, I'm going to put them at camp. And um, it takes you through all the different types of voices, whether it's low, deep, and um, just how powerful and impactful and um empowering that can be especially when we speak to each other and that was really my goal with the book whether you are a kid or whether you are an adult it's like you can then relate to that and hopefully gain that encouragement to share your voice and to know that your voice does matter in all capacities and to not let anybody um you know take that away from you or identify that for you and um, yeah, so it really, as much as I, I think that I wrote it for other kids and adults, I think it was also a love letter back to myself and just understanding that like, you know, no matter what, like at the end of the day, my, what I believe in myself and how I believe in myself and my voice and everything, like that's truly the only thing that matters. And because people are always going to have an opinion, they're always going to, mm-hmm. you know, which as they should, everyone should have an opinion. It's it's freedom of speech, it's freedom of thinking. But at the end of the day, I also have the freedom and opinion to um invite those people into my life or not. It's like I think and I think that's the other part of this where I've learned as I've gotten older. It's like I don't have to have everyone in my circle or in my home. It's like my um my grandma gave a really great example. She said, you know, if you have a, a house party and you invite everyone. And the people that you really wanted there, maybe they show up a little bit late, but you have no more room because your house is fully crowded with all the other people that you invited that you didn't even really want there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that was such a light bulb to me because Mm -hmm. I'm like, why? (laughs) Why are we inviting certain people, certain things into our lives, knowing that it's not going to create any value anywhere. It's not going to add to our hearts and souls and everything that, is the essence of us and, and to better us to, to, you know, have um, love surrounding us. Like, why are we going to have that? It's like, we also have the right to refuse that and to not allow that to put up that healthy boundary to not invite that and to only invite um, people who really uh, care about us and um, love us 
you know, unconditionally and will also help us grow in the healthiest way as well too. So, um, but all that to say that, that really was kind of the overarching uh, learning that I got off the two for like writing the book is just, um, again, reconnecting with my inner child and just understanding and like, okay, like those healthy boundaries and just how the importance of uh, my voice and what it can do. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. And everyone obviously needs this book, but I, I always wonder like when people write children's books, like older, they have to be like writing a message to their younger self. Like that has to be kind of like what starts the sparks, the interest. Um, but yeah, that's so cool. And okay. So you, I remember you, like how I found you originally was through your pretty viral video that you did in 2020 called I am unmuted. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you want to speak a little bit more on that video? If people haven't seen it yet. Yes, of course. So yes. So that was um, really, oh, I don't even know, tragedy of of George Mm -hmm. Floyd and, and, it, it, the way that I describe that time, because it it almost it just felt like a jolt back. It was like mm-hmm. we like we like skipped back uh, years upon years upon years of like our ancestors doing everything they can for us to live in this like equal loving world, and I think even just like witnessing that it it was almost like we we couldn't. Normally, sometimes I think when tragedies happen in the world, um, we tend to kind of divert our, our eyes and attention because it's like if anything's painful, if anything's sad, if anything is just like traumatic, of course, as humans, we're, we're not going to want to deal with that. It's like we, you know, let's let's like not look at it, let's not deal with it. And I think in that time, there was no way not to deal with it. It was just so much in our face and, and what was happening. And I think that was both a good thing and a bad thing, but I think that it just, uh, it just, I think made the world realize really where we are, like mm-hmm. the times in which we are. And so in seeing that, I remember the first thing that I did, I went straight to social media and I had never spoken on um, anything political, anything mm-hmm. like worldly, because I think, you know, if you got onto Instagram, like early time when they first came out, it was, it's very much of like, uh, what is the Balenciaga filter or whatever it's called, but it, but it was very like picture perfect mm-hmm. and you yeah. don't speak about hot topics mm-hmm. and you know, the whole bit. So I think because this was so, this, it, something needed to be said. And I did honestly, I think for me, I didn't think I was the person to say anything, but I, but it was almost like my feel, I'm such a Pisces. So like my feelings took over and mm-hmm. I was just like, I just have to say something like this is, this is crazy. This, I couldn't even find the words I was using kind of just generic of like, this is crazy and stupid and dumb and like, whatever, mm-hmm. like it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And so I kind of went a bit of a rant um, through my Instagram stories. And then I, after I did that, I thought about it some more. I'm like, you know, this, this I think has to be, maybe I can, I can create something that will 
speak to what I'm trying to say, because I, again, I really couldn't find the words. Um, and so I just began thinking about it and I was like, you know what? I, I think in any person, in any culture, um, doesn't matter. We don't, we, I don't think any person really knows all of your history of your culture, right? It's mm-hmm. like, we, I, as a black woman, there's no way in heck that I know every single thing about black people, black culture. Um, and I have tried to educate myself as much as possible. And then that education is a continued education. Mm-hmm. And um, so in, in doing, I first I did research for the video that I wanted to create because I just wanted to kind of go back a bit and um, look at our history again, look at um, all the things really that our ancestors and people previously before us have done to try to better this world and to put this world more in love. And so that really was my angle because I didn't necessarily want to spend so much time on um, focusing on just all the evil that has gone on because it's like, we're just, we're, we're, I didn't want to elevate that anymore. It's like, we were seeing it live and it's like, I didn't want to necessarily like go back and, and continue to, to put that out. But I did, I want, I did want the video to, uh, to see, okay, this is where we are before. This is all of like the, the, powerfulness and in, in which people have tried to, to tackle this this is where we are now and this is where we need to be and I think that's kind of the segment in which I was creating the video and it took about uh, like 20 plus hours to yeah it was a through. really really amazing video because you Thank edited it you. so well and it was like four minutes Thank long you. so like yeah it's gonna take a while yeah. people don't <laughs> realize you. how long I know I watched it again before this interview and I was like holy shit like this must have taken her so long to edit thank you yeah it was oh my god it was crazy um and I did it like when I say like 20 plus hours like I didn't stop like there was yeah you're probably like in your yeah you're just like so fired up yeah exactly and so yeah I stayed up all night all day um and I yeah I was just so uh, there's just something that just took over and I you know it's it's crazy the way that it turned out so I think I kind of blacked out at some portions of it but I mm-hmm. I think ultimately um I, I even re- I wrote um everything that I I uh, voiced over in the video I wrote that and I just yeah again I it was a letter of just like you know this this has to stop like that this cannot be the world that we continue to live in this is um this needs to be like just a wake up like whatever we have to do and 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 so um yeah and the reason why I called it unmuted because at the time um everyone was going muted Muted, yeah. yeah to kind of amplify uh black voices which I understood that but I just knew, okay, well, when we do all become unmuted, it's like, what are we going to do? Because that, you know, we, we have to do something. We have to say something. Um, We have to, and I think the change always starts with us. Like we are social media. We are society. We like Mm it. It doesn't land just on um, people in the, in the higher ups and everything. Like, yes, they have power, but it's like at the end of the day, like we are the people. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's, and we have to be the driving force to that because otherwise without us, there will be no change. And so um, that's really where I wanted the video to stand. And, and I mean, it's, it's 
kind of, um, I think my determination behind it, once I posted it and I was like, you know what? In my head after uh, 20 hours of like, no sleep. I was like, I have worked so hard on this video. This needs to get out. And so I D I DM so many people and so many like just like random like uh I think there was even a few networks of like uh other podcasts and, and brands and whatever that also shared it on their Instagram stories and everything. Because I was like, I'm gonna do everything I can to just push this out there. And then um, Sarah from Birds Papaya, she shared it uh, on her static feed, which was crazy. Mm. And there were a few other people who did the same. And it just started, yeah, it just started going viral. And I was like, what the heck is that? Like, I've never had anything in my life go viral. But I, but, and I kind of had to social media for a second. And then I, I turned it back on because the comments and DMs that were flooding through, I mean, it was like, it was like I had tapped into something that I didn't even know uh, and how other people felt about it and their experiences um, from their personal experiences and everything. I just, I had no idea. Um, and I, yeah, so I did my best to like respond back to everyone. And, and there's still some comments I haven't yet responded back to because I think in something like that, like it's just, it's so heavy and it's so, mm-hmm. it's a lot. What it's a lot. Exactly. And I was just like, I don't, you know, what do you even really say? Maybe there's nothing to say. Maybe that's just it. Their comment is just it. And people just need to, you know, read that. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it was a, it was just such an eye-opening experience of, of our, you know, human experience and, and how much of what other people have also gone through. And I think that was also another lesson of like, you just, you never know what people have gone through. Like you mm-hmm. never, ever know and that's why I'm like, this comparison, this judgment, this, you know, all the things that we want to throw at people like, oh, well, you know, I, I've often seen even um, people, maybe it was, around, it was a little bit later in the time that, you know, people started coming out with like resources, education, sharing their thoughts and different things. And um, even people in the Black community were kind of getting a bit of backlash because people were saying, oh, you should say it this way. You're not saying yeah. it right. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't like What's there's the perfect? Really there's no, no perfect way. Like yeah. people are just human and trying to share their their voice, and like no one's no one's gonna get it right a hundred percent of the time. Like everyone's exactly. just trying their best. <laughs> exactly. And, and unfortunately, when it comes to social media, no matter what you say, there's always going to be someone telling you you're wrong. But like, no one is ever gonna be right because there's no like there's nothing to quantify what's right and what's wrong I mean to a degree there is something that are wrong obviously like in life but when it comes to someone voicing their opinion or using the voice for something they believe in or an experience they went through or just like anything like we we have to have more grace with each other I think when it comes to what we share online and we have to recognize that it's a like it is social media. It is like what you're taking in is from a screen. And we generally do forget that there's a human behind the screen that is receiving all this. And like, it's really interesting the way that the world is going when it comes to social media now with like TikTok being so prevalent. But TikTok has, I feel like, opened a floodgates for people just like pulling the walls down and just going at it like there there's no like 
give. Like people will just anything that's on their mind because they can hide behind like fake accounts and fake names. And it's, yeah, I don't, I don't even know how to fix it. <laughs> I mean, I can't fix it, but it's just like, whenever I think about them, like, what can I do to make people just like realize that like, we're all human. We're all going through our own experiences. Like we have to like pride other people in sharing their story or sharing anything because it is not an easy process to do that. For sure. Exactly. Exactly. And I think it's all about intent, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because when you share your opinion, your thought on something, or maybe even a, a, a critique or, or whatever it is, if your intent is to hurt, if your intent is behind racism, if your intent is, you know, anything that falls along the line of hatred and evil and all that, bit, okay, that's wrong. That's inherently wrong. And, Mm -hmm. but if your intent is to understand, if your Mm -hmm. intent is to, um, is it because you care about the person and you, and you want to share your, some advice, if you know what I mean? Like, I, I think, I think that is the part that tends to get lost where, and that's, especially if someone comes to me with something like that, I always ask, okay, so what is, what's your intent? What's your goal? Like, what is, and then let me, you know, I will give you allowance to explain Mm -hmm. and then but if you can't explain or or if you do inherently say like oh well I just hate you or I just whatever it's like okay Mm -hmm. well then then that I'm not gonna then accept that and thank god we exactly and thank god we have the block button and and Mm -hmm. there you go like I have no and it's it's funny because I think in looking at like celebrities Zendaya's clapbacks to people is hilarious and like so are some other celebrity clapbacks for me I'm trying to think if I've ever clapped back to like a person I think maybe once or twice but I'm older I'm just like I don't even have the energy to to do that if, mm-hmm. if it's one day like I I've never had I've maybe had maybe a couple of like I remember there was a comment on my YouTube channel where a guy said go back uh go back and pick some cotton or something like that I blocked them and then Mm -hmm. there's another comment um where a girl had said like oh you're acting like a white girl blocked I Mm -hmm. I just because at the end of the day it's like I'm giving my time and my energy Mm -hmm. and my peace to like respond to this nonsense and it's like why like it's just like it's just not it's not worth it and and honestly they'll they'll get that lesson in life from the universe from god from Mm -hmm. whatever they'll get that but like i don't have to give it to them like i don't yeah that's yeah that's a good point yeah 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 Yeah, you don't have to yeah and i think that's it's something we learn either like the easy way or the hard way is setting boundaries and a lot of us it's not an easy thing to learn how to set boundaries and recognize that you don't have to respond to everybody. And even if people do share like an amazing thing that they related to that you shared and you don't have like the energy or I'm going to say time to get back to them, like it's okay. Like I think we need to like remember, especially through social media, like as humans that, people are receiving like hundreds of messages a day or a lot of comments. Like you have a viral video go and maybe you get like 3000 comments on it and something like that. It's like, how do you expect one person to respond to all of that? Unless they have like a massive team behind them. But even then, like, it's not, 
really going to be genuine. Um, but yeah, social media is a really interesting thing. But so like you made this video and I think it's really cool how like your I'm I'm going to guess that you that video had a lot to do with like your book because it truly was you like using your voice and it seemed like it was like okay like I'm done like not being my true self and not feeling like I have that true identity where it seemed like when you made that video it was like worded so well and it seemed like, like I can really tell that it was like your true self like speaking and like just really using your voice to the degree that you feel like you can. Um, do you think that had a lot to do with like your book? Thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. you're spot on. And I and I love what you said because I am done in terms of I I'm in such a um, powerful mindset both now and then for the for how however long I am on this earth where like. I am not going to subscribe to um, ever having, you know, the doubt in my voice. Like, I, I think that uh-huh. as I continue to be in this space and share my voice, like, I know I'm never going to say anything perfectly. Because again, we've already, you know, shared that perfect doesn't even exist, but I'm going to be as real as possible. I'm going to work on, continue to work on my vulnerability, continue to tap into who I am, continue to love and embrace who I am and doing that completely unapologetically. And um, I am, I'm finding more peace and power in that. Like, it's like, and it, it's such a night and day thing where, cause I feel like in your twenties, and I will say this with all the love in my heart, I hate, I hated my twenties. My twenties were like, it was like a ton of, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know. I don't like, I am, I am going back and forth between, you know, toxic relationships or whatever. Also within myself, it's like, mm-hmm. this is just full of like doubt and, and people's opinions. And you're trying to like have fun, but then you're also understanding that like life is going on. You're trying to figure out life. It's like, it's just hard. I think I cried most of my twenties if I wasn't like, just completely um I don't know uh drinking champagne it was either drinking champagne or I was crying like it was one of the two (laughs) but I just like I just oh my gosh I you yeah so so having that and then now and I was so excited to turn 30 I was so pumped I was like from what other women have told me you're 30s it's like you really just are done with like the the nonsense and and the the toxic relationships and like the um the people's opinions and it's like you really kind of just get into your own of like who you are as a person and you're just like heck yeah like I I am who I am I love what I do I love how I do it and it's like this is me this is it mm-hmm. and I love that feeling it's like and, and I you know and not to say that like you can't continue to make mistakes, you can't continue to mm-hmm. be in and you know tough relationships or or whatever. Not to say all that because life happens, but like there's just some sort of power switch that like comes on that I've just been loving. And and so from that viral video and then my book and now being in the space where um of now creating something really powerful with my friends and, and that media company to help other women feel 
um, represented mm-hmm. in media. I think that it's just such a, even though I feel pressure or exhaustion or sometimes, uh, you know, sadness or, or whatever the feelings as they come, but I'm also in this space where I'm just like, I know that I um, I have value and that my voice has value and, and all of my ideas and all my dreams, all my goals and who I am as a person, like, this is all where it's supposed to be right now. And I think that pressure of perfection and comparison and like what other people think or feel about me or whatever, it's just like evaporating. Like, it's mm-hmm. just like not even there, not even existent. And I love that. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I wish I could give that to my 20 year old self or other 20 year olds mm-hmm. or other, other women who are older, younger, because it's just like, Oh my God, it's like a, such a freedom. It's like, I, when I say I genuinely am done with like that, like I am genuinely done and I don't, I don't feel that anymore. Like, I don't feel like, Oh, well, you know, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but when you get off a phone call, a podcast interview, um, I don't know, you, you, you've had some sort of interaction with a human being. You're like, Ooh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Ooh, maybe I, maybe I like, I, I didn't, they didn't, they saw me in this light or like, oh, maybe this or maybe, and you start to overthink mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. overthink your actions and voice. It's me you all know, the time. Yeah. 24 <laughs> seven, no matter what I do. <laughs> right. See, and I, I totally get that. And I, and I it's just like, that but way. that's a big confidence piece. It's us not really trusting ourselves. Right. And trusting that, like being confident in who we truly are. Exactly. Because Ali, I, the moment where, because even if you have to trick your mind, I don't really, I mean, I know, and then Rihanna's my girl, and I know she said, you know, fake it till you make it. But like, I like to say, make it till, till you make it. So like, make your mind and think mm-hmm. all you need to think to get that confidence until you're actually like making that confidence happen, right? Because I think we can only fake it for so long. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's kind yeah. of like short term. Yeah. But if we're making it until we make it, we're actually taking those actionable steps to get mm-hmm. there and to have that confidence within ourselves. Because I could be your best hype woman all day long. Like I could tell you right now, like I could give compliments out the wazoo of like, oh my gosh, Allie, the way that you show up in the world, your existence matters, like everything that mm-hmm. you've created with your brand and the community and the magic and just unicornness of who you are, right? I could say all that stuff to you. It could go one ear out the other. You could be like, mm-hmm. okay, Lauren, like, all yeah. right, all right. But the moment that you actually start to believe that in yourself, like mm-hmm. no one's going to believe in you as much as you're going to believe in yourself. So, mm-hmm. and and to have that confidence, it is just like, I'm almost like, I feel like I just like unlock the matrix because I'm just like, oh, like <laughs> I'm, that is the one less thing that <laughs> I'm not worrying about because I believe in who I am. I am confident in who I am. And they're going to be, and of course, there's still going to be days where I'm not feeling that, but I know how to zap myself out of that. Let me feel that for a second. And then let's get back to real life because in real life, believing and having that confidence within ourselves, that's real life right there. Mm-hmm. All those doubts and fears and all that bit. No, like that's, that's the live part. And I think that if we can shift our mindset like that, then Honestly, I mean, we, we would just, I feel like be in such a better place in our, in our mental state and mindset of, because even looking back at everything that we've been through as human beings, 
and you're gonna tell me that like oh like I'm not capable are you kidding me like have you just looked back at like all the years and all the things that you have just gone through and mm. all the things that, and that has led you up to this point and mm-hmm. the fact that you're even here you're capable if you're mm. here and breathing you're capable that's it that's, that's it. beautiful that's so true we we yeah, there's this like notion and message of like never looking back, like don't look back, always go forward. And like I I used to agree with that, but I don't anymore because everyone as humans have no matter what your past looks like, no matter if it's traumatic or not traumatic, a lot of us don't want to look back on it because it is like we have gone through some hard things. But knowing that you went through that and you got through it and you're at this point that you're at now like don't lose sight of that remember what you've made it through and then use that to your advantage like you're the person that lived through it like maybe someone helped you through it but you're the person that lived through it so don't like forget about it or black it out just use that to your advantage to keep going but yeah, that's so beautiful and I just hope that I get that same like flick of a switch when I turn 30. <laughs> I'll be like, Lauren, I'm 30. It didn't happen yet. What's going on? It will. I promise it will. Whenever, and I think that it happens at the most perfect time. Like I feel like, and see, and I think it also happens at your lowest time because and the reason why I say that is the when it happened for me, it was after, uh, you know, I, I went through so many different, I think, heartbreaking and traumatic things I spoke a little bit um before um in terms on my Instagram stories about the relationship with my mom and just how you know we um we've been through so much with her and and she has dealt with so many things mentally and Mm -hmm. and then has caused a ripple effect and where we've had to not be in each other's lives and and that was that was traumatic and then Mm -hmm. also my dad having his stroke and um, the man's like an ox. I mean, he would never mm-hmm. get sick. And then the moment he did, I was like, yeah. I got my whole life like stopped. Yeah. And um, I think doing that and then going through a breakup um, or breakups and then mm-hmm. also like, and even and, and when breakups and not just romantic, but also friendship breakups. Too, oh, yeah. So very, yeah. Oh, I forgot like they're terrible like they're so hard to navigate and like oh my god why why are we not putting more focus on that because that's just as hard or sometimes harder yes yes exactly exactly and and also just the sometimes the loneliness that you can feel as you do get older right and um so so in dealing with all those things and just other personal things I've dealt with in my life like I think um at that lowest point and it was almost like it was almost like god like kind of like cleaned house and it kind of just it just shows you kind of everything at the forefront it feels super lonely and overwhelming and it's kind of like a, you can't do this anymore but i think in that if you can make a decision to keep going and to and to not just like pile it on your back and, and like keep going like that but like to work through it Mm-hmm. there's something that happens right there where I feel like that's where you're like, you know what, if I have to go through all this like shit right now, then best believe I'm going to start to like believe and build that confidence within myself. Because if I can go through all this, then I can, I can, 
do whatever I need to do. I can get to the other side. I can, I can do all this bit. And I think that was it is what I saw where it's like, okay, like, since I got to go through all this stuff, then that means that like, there's nothing that I can't like go through and get through and take on and, and, um, and just, again, have that confidence within myself to be able to do that. Um, and, and to love myself through that as well, too. Like, I think, um, you know, the idea of like, self love and everything, I feel like we've said it all so much. And maybe sometimes it's like, ugh, like, okay, mm-hmm. like, I get it, like, I need to love myself. But like, I think when you're, when you're learning to love yourself through the pain, and which, you know, you're going through it in life and all the things that you're going through, that's a different type of love. It, it starts mm-hmm. to get unconditional, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that unconditional love is something that is, um, it's so important to give to ourselves. I mean, I feel like other people, they can try to give us unconditional love. We're human. It's hard. But I think to ourselves, we could definitely give ourselves unconditional love because that's where it's like, it's not just love, it's forgiveness, it's grace. It's mm-hmm. allowance um, for so many, you know, different things and, and it's kindness. Um, so yeah, when we pour that back into ourselves and we don't have to look to someone else um, for that, again, that's, that's that power back. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think even with me, it's like with relationships, oh my gosh, I, I, I wanted so badly to be liked and to be loved and, and to be accepted when I couldn't even do that for myself. And so then mm-hmm. I was dependent upon those romantic relationships, those friendships. And then when they weren't there anymore, when they didn't give that to me anymore, it was like, oh my gosh, well then I'm just not worth it. I'm just, what's wrong with me? Or, or I'm just going to be alone for the rest of my life. I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to, you know, all this stuff that we say to ourselves. And, um, but the moment I think that we can start to give that to ourselves rather than looking to other people things forget about it I mean that that is that's something that it's like you you're only going to enjoy and embrace those other relationships even more and appreciate because you're not you're not putting it on them to do that for you like you are then in charge of your own peace and happiness and joy and love and they're there because you just want them there right it's like Mm -hmm. it's not dependent upon like them get filling your bucket you can do that you know yourself and and then whatever you know that's also with spiritually or god or the universe or however but like that is something i think also too that i've i've learned thus far um and i feel like the sooner that you can realize that learn that embrace that then life in itself, it, it's still going to be crazy. It's still going to have those like waves crashing into you. But at least at the end of the day, you know that you're going to be able to like pour that back in, into yourself and, and and have that inner peace of knowing that as you go through things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really beautiful. It's the whole like, if you're not, it's not even that you have to fully love yourself. It's just kind of accepting yourself and accepting where you're at and then just giving yourself grace to allow yourself to grow and then just following through with that. But it's really true about relationships. Like we search for that extra, like that external validation. And it's almost like that comfort piece. But until you really feel that within yourself, it's going to be really hard to be fully 
I mean, you may be in relationships, you may have those friendships, but maybe they're not the right people that because you're going to keep evolving and keep changing until you feel comfortable in your true self. And then when you get to that point, you're going to be a whole lot different and feel a whole lot different. So you're usually going to find a new group of people that maybe are going to be like your inner circle for when you feel better within yourself. But yeah, I think you touched on some really amazing things. And I I feel like we're at a beautiful point to end our conversation, even though I feel like I could talk to you all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, no, same. And you also did. I mean, I, I think this is such a joy for me. And thank you so much. I, there, I, I'm so happy that we're living in a time that we can have these conversations mm-hmm. where we can show up, you know, just so real and vulnerable and sharing our hearts and and what we think and um yeah I I just can't wait to continue these conversations you know years down the road again when we're looking back on this and everything and uh it's just going to be as you said just so so beautiful and so sort of metamorphosis and it's gonna yeah it's just gonna be incredibly magical and um I do want to say as a last thing thing um and if this is just one last thing that somebody hears mm-hmm. the thing that I think has been the most important thing through me creating that video through the book through really just everything that I've, I've tried to do in terms of um impact I think probably the hardest thing and the thing that I'm still working through um is Part where you you let go and I don't mean just letting go of like letting go of the bad stuff letting go of like you know things that are not valuable to you or whatever but I just mean also just letting go in terms of like control because I mean I know mm-hmm. that I'm such a, I feel like oh I just I need control over this I need control over that and whatever whatever but it's like we really all uh, most things most things we do not have control over but I think the moment that we can just let go and we just kind of let God, the universe manifestations happen it's like again it just brings you back to that peace and I think that that is the ultimate goal if we can have inner peace while we go through this crazy life then that is something that um I think is worth it so I think if anything it's like let go believe in yourself and uh and just know that, like, I truly believe that everything will be okay, even if it doesn't look like it right now. Like, everything at the end of the day will be okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's good. Well, we still have some rapid fire questions. So, Wonderful. I en- yeah, I end every episode with five rapid fire questions. So, you can answer in like a sentence or one word, but try and just let like whatever pop up pop up pops up in your mind uh be your answer like don't judge it um so your first question is what is something you do that makes you feel good oh something that I do that makes me feel good can be simple or can be complicated I don't know (laughs) (laughs) well I think I think two things that give me so much serotonin one is a really good dance party. And I get that from my family, especially all my aunts and cousins. Oh my gosh. And then, and then watching princess diaries, because that's just my movie. And I just, I love it so much. Oh my gosh. I haven't watched that movie in so long. (gasps) Oh, you have to watch it. I know. I'm going to have to watch it again. 
the attention it's so, it, it's so good yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like if people follow you on Instagram I feel like your feed is a lot of dance parties so I can see that yeah it's so much joy yeah yeah okay question two what is something you value I value there's so many things that I value I mean instantly I'm like my family or Mm -hmm. but I think I think right now if I had like something that I'm valuing is um I I think just my my experiences right now I think Mm -hmm. I think I often laugh at myself because I'm like the fact that we can have the opportunity to create to uh make things that don't even exist like for example this amazing podcast didn't even exist yet and yet you Mm -hmm. created it like to me that just blows my mind it's like or the fact that I even think like oh I can just create a media company with my friends like that just yeah (laughs) that's what I value I value just the fact of having opportunity to create to make an impact to hopefully encourage other people to to be able to be friends with people um across the world like Mm -hmm. that's such an amazing incredible value that I'm like thank god that I I get to live this life with everything that it comes with but I'm I'm just so yeah I'm so grateful for Mm. that I really really like that that's so good okay your third question is what is speaking on this what is something that you do want to let go of other than control. Mm. Mm. I I think that I other than control, which I will work on till the day that I'm I not know. here anymore. I, yeah. <laughs> um I want to let go of maybe let go of, of the pressure in which sometimes I feel as a woman, a black woman, a, a sister, a friend, a daughter, um, in the future, a girlfriend, a wife, like I, what I, because I think that often I can get, and especially before I would get stuck into the fantasy of, okay, well, if I hit all these things, then that means that you know, they're going to love me. I'm going to be this, this perfect person in this role. Like I always wanted to be the, the best that I could be the best friend, the best girlfriend, the best whole bit daughter. And like go of that because at the end of the day, it's like, I don't want to be the best. I just mm-hmm. want to try. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to, I just want to try, try my best, not be the best, but try my best. And you know what? Mm-hmm. That's good enough. And I want to yeah. understand that. Like, Whatever I do, like that, as long as I, I tried my best, then that, that's good. And at the end of the day, even if I didn't try my best, that's still okay too. And mm-hmm. I just, I don't want to, you know, I, I want that however I move through life, that I'm moving through it as real as possible. And on the days in which I'm being real, if that's like happy Lauren, if that's sad Lauren, if that's whatever, it's like, I have allowance for all those feelings and all those different things. And that, um, yeah, that I don't, I don't kind of condemn myself to the, to the pressure of what society thinks that I should be of like, Oh, you need to be like this perfect, whatever person today. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, guess what? The best thing I could do today was to stay in bed in my PJs, watch princess diaries. And that was it. That was yeah. the best thing I could do today. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, that's, yeah, letting go of, like, the pressures and the expectations that we feel as, especially women, but just humans in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, your next question is, what is something you're currently working on? So it can be personal, career, business-wise, whatever. Yeah, uh, so I, um, as I mentioned, my my two very good friends who are just absolutely brilliant and genius, uh, Brittany and Kelly, um, we are all three working on um, this new exciting project called Hello Bloom. It's going to be a uh, Hello Bloom Media, so a media company where we work with brands um, on campaigns, on events. Uh, specifically focusing in on inclusivity mm-hmm. because I've worked with brands both as a content creator and then also on the other side, um, working for a brand with content creators. And the one thing that I, I feel like brands are starting to do, but I feel like we, we always need more of, and it's just that representation, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't just yeah. mean like more black women. I mean, women of all shapes and sizes, Mm -hmm. all different skin colors. I mean, women with disabilities. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, just really what we see in real life that needs to be represented in media, in these campaigns, and the brands that we love and to create that deeper connection. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we're doing that. And then we're also um, going to bring in education surrounding that as well, too, and really elevating uh, women's voices in that Mm -hmm. and I'm just I'm so excited because I I think this really has been uh, I think kind of the epiphany in which and what I wanted to do one of the many things that I wanted to do in the world and and I think that this will hopefully um, again just make other women feel seen and heard and and um, I think the one thing that I always, and it's going to be a Princess Iris reference, but I always kind of go back to, I remember the difference that I felt when I modeled for Aerie and how the team made me feel and just being a part of that campaign. And I felt like they saw me when I felt invisible. And so mm-hmm. that same feeling, I would love to give to all Other women people, in yeah. the entire world. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. and just to make them feel, to feel that. Because see, I feel like women, we are such a driving force when it comes to brands and, and especially brands that we love and it's like we should see ourselves in that and we should see ourselves in that media so I'm so mm-hmm. excited that sounds awesome and yeah. your last question is how do you want to be remembered mm. uh-huh. that question how do I want to be remembered mm. I want to be remembered for how I make people feel mm-hmm. and I I just yeah I nothing better and I've, I've I've been so blessed enough to already have these messages um even though I want to do so many more things but mm-hmm. um there's nothing better than when someone comes to you and just says like oh my gosh like this you know your your video brought me so much joy or I just um this inspired me to do this or um the way that you make me feel gives me so much confidence in myself like I can't even describe it. It is, it is just such an unreal feeling mm-hmm. and it just makes you want to do more and more. And I think, I think I've learned this even at a young age, I've learned this where it's really not about me. And honestly, it's really not even about necessarily what, how I 
tend to create, but I think it's just more so about, again, how it makes other people feel and the impact that it can have on other people. And Mm -hmm. I'm always trying to think about other people and what I can do in that. Um, because there's really nothing more fulfilling than giving back in that way. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, and I, I think that it's it's something that um, is just such a gigantic part of my, probably my whole heart, uh, because I would love as many seeds as possible and just see other people um, bloom in that. Like, I think that it's, so I, I, I'm such a, uh, I'm also like an Instagram three. So like I'm already a cheerleader where it's like, I just, I want to see other women just do some really impactful, amazing things and really to change this world, um, in the best positive way. And so anyways, again, long-winded answer to this part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to remember, be remembered for. It's just how I make people feel and, um, mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I'm hoping that I that I'm I'm doing them justice in, in terms of just that encouragement and that love and um, yeah I just think that would be the coolest thing ever. Well, I'm pretty sure you're already doing that, so you don't have to worry about that. You're very inspiring. So um, before we say goodbye, where can everyone find you? So where can they follow you online? Where can they buy their your book? Where can they fo- is your account for your new media company? Like, give us all the deets. Yes. Okay. So you can follow me personally, and let's be friends at Lauren W Taylor on Instagram, on all the other social media platforms. There's way too many TikTok, the whole yeah. bit. And then um, you can buy my book on Amazon, um, on Brides and Noble, Walmart, wherever books are sold. And wow. then for, thank you. And then for Hello Bloom Media, you can follow Hello Bloom Media on Instagram, TikTok, the whole bit as well too. Um, and yeah, I think when this um, episode comes out, our website will be up as well too. So it's hellobloommedia.com. And yeah, say hello. I always love, love sending voice memos and DMs and memes the whole bit. So hit me up with my DMs and just, yeah, it's greatest. Awesome. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing a little bit about your story and just everything that you're working on and everything you've been through. I think people are going to leave feeling very inspired and um, yeah, I hope we can do this again sometime and re catch up or just be friends in general. (laughs) I think we're already friends friends. now. Yes. Well, thank you so much. I I love you so much. I love everything that you're, you're doing and that you're about. And this is truly a joy and just another incredible uh powerful platforms to be able to share my voice so thank you for this uh, dream opportunity you're so welcome thank you so much for listening to today's episode i hope you loved my conversation with lauren and there's something you're able to take away from it or you're leaving feeling inspired for whatever it may be in your life uh if you loved this episode here's a shameless plug please give it a review you can review it on spotify on itunes you can tag me ali jean duff you can tag pure balance if you love it or you can even tag lauren and let us know what you learned from today's episode 
I appreciate you so much for listening and I hope that this podcast is your reminder that it's okay to not be okay. See you next time.